When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. It's Monday, so we must be embracing debate. Welcome to Embrace Debate here on the Keep Pounding Podcast Network, powered by the Fans First Sports Network. You can find on any major podcast platform. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, joined by the, from the Four Man Rush, Monty Fetty, and from the uh, Carolina Cat Chronicles, Cody Lashney. Every Monday morning, get your weekend or get your week set up, ready to go with some debate. You can join in on the debate. Uh, just find us on youtube.com forward slash at Tobacco Road Sports Radio, or you can go find us on Facebook. Watch, comment into the comment screen, and it'll show up on the screen just like this, like Alexander Blonde here, who's checked in early. What's up, Panther Nation? And Jay Issue is also in the house. Keep pounding. So uh, appreciate the love we've been getting so far from people coming in, checking us out. Podcast uh, network just brand new, open it up. Got some more stuff coming down the pipe for you guys. So we'll definitely get into that later on. About 30 minutes or so we'll go this morning. Uh, if you want to participate in the debate again, like I said, you can do so. Cody, Monty, what's happening, fellas? What's, how was your, uh, your weekends? Mine was good, man. Mine was good. Had a great weekend, a restful weekend. Got some much-needed R&R, you know, so now I'm well-rested to, uh, you know, uh, piece up Monty on these debate streets like I'm so ought to do, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Monty, what's up, man? <laughs> what's going on, fellas? Uh, nah, man, um, off, like what Cody said, it was very uh, – it was not eventful for me, so that's always a good thing in my opinion. You know, when you have nothing really planned, just relaxing all weekend. Saw some good basketball games this weekend, and, yeah, man, I'm ready to, uh, you know, to duke up uh, Cody for the next yeah. 30 minutes. Yeah, meanwhile, I uh, ended up calling – a high school football, a high school baseball game Wednesday night. Oh, that's luckily so. that luckily that team lost, so I didn't have to call Thursday night. And then I, <laughs> I had to go to East Greensboro call well produce anti baseball Friday night, Saturday afternoon, and Sunday afternoon. Plus a, plus a basketball game right after that on Sunday and my live Saturday morning. So yeah, it's just been like one long oh, thirty six hour yeah. day. Desmond's <laughs> out here. I was he's working, brother. That's what's yeah. happening. I'm looking at the today. I'm like, do I want to take the day off? I should take the day <laughs> off. There's stuff going down, but I mean it's Monday, so we'll, I don't know what's going to happen. But I know that we've got embraced debate in the house, and uh, I, I wanted to trim it down because we're out of the season or whatever. The draft is over. Uh, the schedule release is Thursday. We'll probably get into that a little bit next week. Um, but I wanted to trim this down to a couple of topics that we could actually really expound on and let the audience participate in as well. And the two that I landed on this week, uh, we talked about this a couple shows ago. We were like, yeah, we'll save it for a later show after the draft. No better time than now. Which Carolina Panthers defense 
is the best defense in Panthers history in your mind to date? Meaning if you had to trot out one year of Carolina Panthers defense out of the 27 plus years that they've existed, which year would you land on first and why? Um, I'll let you guys decide which one of you want to go first or I can flip a coin or however you want to do this. I'll let Cody go. Go ahead, Cody. You want to hit Cody? Yeah, man. So listen, uh, if, if if I'm going first, you know, I, I, I went back and forth in my head between two different seasons and I know that Monty's going to take the other one. So I'm going 2015, bro. And, you know, I, I know that, you know, if you look at recent memory for the Carolina Panthers, defense has been our calling card. And if you look at that 2015 team, that's when everything came together in perfect fashion, man, in a way that I don't think we've seen in a very long time. We were dominant on the interior of our defensive line with K1 Short and Star Latulale. You know, Charles Johnson was still on the team making moves. We traded for Jared, Jared Allen. And then, you know, uh, you know, for my money, looking at, at that season, that's when Luke Kuechly became the absolute monster that we all know him to be, man. I mean, he was flying around the field in control of the defense. Him and Thomas Davis, you know, they were the junkyard dogs, man, just absolutely running stuff on the field. And, uh, you know, that's also when we saw the best of Josh Norman and, and, and everything that he was doing on that team and the way he was just shutting down uh, a lot of number one wide receivers. And uh, no matter what anyone says about Josh Norman now, no one will ever be able to take that 2015 season away from my man Josh, bro. That was just absolutely incredible. And then, um, you know, a- another name from that team that does not get enough love is none other than Kirk Coleman. That that was he was balling that year, taking the ball away from opposing teams, flying around the football field. You know, you have that game uh up where uh against the Dallas Cowboys. Luke and Kirk Coleman went off in that game, intercepting passes, you know, taking it back to the house. You know, that that Super Bowl run was so memorable for us for so many different reasons. And part of it was because of that defense and what they were able to do and how they would just jump up to these big-time leads over football teams. And, you know, they had no chance because then when you add in what our offense was able to do, it was just a one-two punch that was just too much for people. So, you know, I know there's been some great Panther defenses, but because that 2015 football team was so special, yeah, I have to say 2015, man. In my thought, fandom, 2015 was it. Yeah, I thought that one might come up. They had they that defense uh committed or caused 39 regular season turnovers. Uh it dwarfed the next highest total of 33 from the Cardinals. No team has matched the 39 turnovers in the fourth season since Carolina went on its takeaway spree. And this was written in 2019. I don't think anyone's done that since then, anyway, from 2019 on. Uh it was 24 interceptions that led the league. And 15 fumbles. Um, Kurt Coleman's name pops up here. He had seven picks, tied him for third in the league. Colin Correct. Jones had one. Keekley and Davis each had four interceptions. AJ Klein had one. Uh, that's crazy. The safeties and the linebackers on 2015 had 17 interceptions yeah. in 16 games. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Uh, Just taking the ball away, man. That's what we were known for, and that's what we did at, at a higher clip better than any other team. You know, we 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 made history. I found this uh, 
I don't know. Well, it should play. Hold on. I found this. Uh, many of you will remember the Cowboys uh, Thanksgiving game. Oh, where, yeah. Uh, when he stiff arms Tony Romo. And, the TV. <laughs> <laughs> and that actually, that was Tony Romo's last play of his career. Like, he yep. didn't, that, that ended his career. Like, literally. His last game. Yep. Yeah. So here's the Spanish. Uh, <laughs> Like I, I remember this play like yesterday, man. Oh, man. Goosebumps, bro. Oh, man. And this is stiff arm at the end, bro. Man, I know. Just go, oh, get off me, bro. I love that, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, bro, you know what? That wasn't even the best interception that game for a loop, though. Like the interception before that one, it was oh my god, it was stupid because it's like he came off, he came off his defender and turned his head and just like caught it over his shoulder. Like he knew like it was coming. Oh, yeah. dude, it was like, and you know, I, that game, I was in Georgia. I was, um, you know, because I, I actually went to high school in Atlanta. So I was in Georgia for uh, Thanksgiving that, and I was over at my buddy house, and we were looking at, we were watching the game in his den, and me and my buddy, we're from Charlotte, we were going off in the basement. Everybody's upstairs eating food. We're going <laughs> off in the basement. I'm, I'm running around the basement, dude. It was, oh yeah, 2015 I, is a great selection. Yeah, I, I remember my uh, my mother in law is a Dallas Cowboys fan, so we were hosting Thanksgiving. So yeah. like my my mom and dad and family are here. My my mother in law's here. Uh, you know they're all are here eating in the living room. I'm like, well, if we're hosting. We're going to watch football while while we're doing this. So uh, the Panthers are on on top of it. I'm like, we got to watch this. And they, they were undefeated. <laughs> so mm -hmm. like, and she was talking a whole lot of smack going. And to we that were game. Like, underdogs oh. going into that game. Yes, we that's what I was about to we say. Were, we were so we were so disrespected that year. Yeah. The, I, 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 I think uh, the Cowboys had <laughs> yeah, the, the Cowboys won like three games. They were like three and eight, and everybody was predicting the Cowboys to win. So yeah. the fact that we just come out on the road Thanksgiving against Dallas and just smacked them around, bro, that it was it was such a perfect moment that yeah. I think will live forever. I'm remembering that game too. Alexander brings up a good point. Uh, it was interceptions on back to back plays. Like yes. it was an interception either right before that or right after that. And it just kind of broke the game open. Uh, Cam had a touchdown run in that game that was uh, exciting to kind of open it up. Yeah, man, it, they, that was probably the peak of that 2015 Panthers team was that game. Like looking yeah. back on it, like it was just total domination. If not that, then the Arizona playoff game. Maybe. I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah the Arizona, I th to me, that's the most dominating game I think I've probably seen from the Panthers. Uh, everything was going right. Like everything, was, nothing. Yeah, it's like nothing could go wrong that game. We can't, like, <laughs> Cam jumps like 15 yards and flips inside the end zone and gets up like nothing. Like, like I was like, dude, he can't go wrong. I was <laughs> that game. They were playing the Texans. I was in the opposite end zone. So we could see it like all the way down. And so, like, we saw him flip in and we were, the whole crowd was like, <gasps> And then, yep. like, literally before we get our breath out, he springs up. We're yep. like, oh, my gosh, this is the craziest thing ever. And we can go to 3-0 and or whatever. And it was, like, 95 degrees in the, in the, uh, yeah. in the stadium that day. So we were all sweating. And, and we were having a ball. Um, and I hope that, those days. that same season, we shut out the Falcons uh, the first time we played them, like, 38-0. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I knew – that's when I knew we had the squad, bro. We played like, them on Christmas too. When that Christmas game or something, we were blowing yeah. them out or something because there's like a uh, 
there's an image of Ron Rivera like that was the next year. Doing like I, think that, I think that was the next year. Yeah, I don't think that was <laughs> well, 2015. I, 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 I think, think that might have been 38 to nothing or something. And there's a picture yeah. of him doing like this with the score like underneath them, and it says like Happy Holidays or whatever. Yeah. Like, I think that was the next year because because the second that that first loss that we had, well, the only loss we had that year was the the Falcons that Falcons. second game. Yeah, yeah, and well, they, no, they sneak out. I don't think we beat the Falcons the next year because remember the next year in 2016 was the Julio Jones game. Yeah, it I think it was in 2013. Or 14 that that Christmas game happened. Yeah. And there were some dudes on that team, man, uh, on that defense. Like you said, that was Josh Norman's contract year. That year kind of started out weird anyway because uh, Kelvin Benjamin gets hurt early in preseason. Yep. Uh, Norman and Cam get into the, the skirmish in the training camp or whatever. Uh, none of us expected the Panthers to do what they did. Yeah, um, And even as it was going on, it was kind of a slow build. But once they got past like the first month of playing, we're like, okay, this team's actually pretty good. And like it just – it just started growing. That's probably one of my favorite just teams to follow. And I tell Stu all the time on Believe in Panthers, I'm like, man, y'all look like y'all had the most fun mm-hmm. out of any team I've ever covered or been a fan of. Like, it looked like it was fun to come to work. You know, like, they just enjoyed being around each other. And he agrees. He's like, yeah, man, it was like we were going to follow Cam wherever. He was the leader of the band or whatever. By the end of the year, we were all taking pictures on the sideline and dabbing and everything else. And like, I mean, even like Greg Olson and all those guys are doing are joining it. Like they all bought in. And like yeah. it takes a guy at quarterback like Cam Newton to to get a team to buy in like that completely. We um, were the originators of the sideline celebrations. Yep. Yeah. Now yeah. now well, everyone's celebrations. Doing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah now everyone's in doing celebrations it. after 2015. Like, remember, because they were banned for a while. And then yeah, they were and it was such a taboo when we were doing it you know when camp started mm-hmm. it was such a you know it was like gosh y'all are y'all are rubbing oh, it what's wrong with yeah. oh yeah right it was such a taboo respect. when we started it <laughs> show yeah. some respect to the game it's like where you salty. Yeah, it's like dude they're haters <laughs> man meanwhile they're giving out like 60 footballs to kids in the stands because they score like 60 yeah. touchdowns or whatever right. that year oh remember right. the mom from tennessee that like wrote a letter how she had to tell her daughters to watch the cheerleaders see, and yeah. don't watch the excessive <laughs> celebrations like man, come on man what we're doing the they were like days. three people that that year because green somebody from green bay complained about cam snatching the yeah uh, the cam flag took down. the flag oh, out yeah. of the stands yeah. bro <laughs> seattle so after we beat seattle that was the game i knew we were we were serious after we beat oh, seattle, when he, at they seattle. drove down yeah oh, when he dude, drove down that, to was, that was the game after after we scored that last drive i knew i was like dude if we get to the playoffs we're going to be something dangerous it was either and, it's seattle and the giants game uh the oh, Giants, yeah, and the Giants Norman and remember Norman and Beckham were going back and forth in that game. Like it was yeah. like a hockey match between those two. I don't know and how Cam, set a, Cam set a record that game. Um, I think he was the first quarterback that had threw for 300 yards, rushed for uh, 100 yards, and scored five touchdowns. Yeah, like Cam no, had a uh, yeah. went off that game. He did, he did that against the Redskins. Well, they were Redskins back then. He did it against the Commanders that season, too. Right. He threw like four touchdowns, yeah, ran for like two, no interceptions. Like it's still, we talked about this last week about Cam being in the uh, Hall of Fame. And I started yeah. going through some of the records he's had. Some of that was 2015, where he was just doing stuff that nobody's done Never before. had been heard so of before, yeah. Uh, Monty, what's uh in your mind? So, Cody picked 2015. In your mind, what Panther defense is the best defense in Panthers history to date? Which one would you go to war with? Uh, I'm going to first say, but I didn't expect him to go 2015. I thought he was going to go a different year. Um, so, that's actually that's a very good pick. I'm, I'm going to still go with 2013. Um, 2013 was t- – I think we, 2015 was the final product of what started in 2013 you know Mm. i I feel like especially defensively i feel like defensively statistically we were better in almost every uh, category and when you just compare us to the nfl that year we were just honestly 2013 was the seattle historic 
like that historic defensive year that they had. If you look at the numbers, we're literally right behind them in almost every category. Like yeah. you know, if you look at the uh, just points allowed per game, I think they allowed 13 points per game. We allowed 15 points per game. You know, that was second in the NFL, and I think that would that would have set a record at that time had we went on, you know, and, and played further in the playoffs. You know, but I think that's another. You know, they they averaged 14.4 points per game. We averaged 15.1 points per game. So we were right behind the, that the historic Seattle defense that we all look at with the Hall of Famers like uh, was it? Gosh, I'm drew a blank, but um, you know, Cam Chancellor. You know, the, the, the historic defense that we all look at with Seattle. We are right behind them there. Um, even with yards per game, we were finished second in the league with you know with total yards per game. I think that was the for that also was the year we had the sixty uh, sack season. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, we also we're talking about safety play. Mike Mitchell, who I still stand by today. We shouldn't have never we. Kurt Coleman, we were blessed to have two great safeties back to back because we got we let Mike Mitchell go and then sign Kurt Coleman and he just panning out for us because I feel like Mike Mitchell could have been a like an All Pro safety for us who also had four sacks and four interceptions that year. Uh, Luke Keekley uh, had back to back. Well, he was the defensive rookie of the year in 2012. Uh, 20, yeah, 2012 and 2013 finished the defensive player of the year. So you know I feel like we just we also had the best defensive player in the league that year. So 2013, in my opinion. Um, as, great, as crazy as Greg Hardy was, we had a 15-sack guy on one end and an 11-sack guy on Charles Johnson on the other side. You know, we were just – I feel like we were just the best complete defense at, in Carolina Panther history that I've ever seen before. You know, I feel like that year um, – that was also a year I think we sacked Eli Manning six times. And we had – it was like consecutive. Like every time he touched the field, we, you know, we got after Eli Manning. So, you know, that would probably be my, my number one choice for a Carolina Panther defense of all time. I'm trying to find their um... – Looking for their stats here. Uh, we came across first of all the roster. I wanted to look at their roster because uh, 2013. You're right. They had a uh, they had some ballers on that team. Yeah, that I, team I got you here, man. Uh, yeah, they had Charles Johnson on, on one end. They had uh, Greg Hardy on the other end. Starla Tulele. Uh, I think K, uh, that was when K1 Short wasn't K1 Short wasn't starting, but he was getting a lot of reps there. You he know, just Cuff, got drafted. Yeah, Him right. Started you know, drafting in 2013. Exactly, right. Draft, yeah, right. Uh, Thomas Davis was still balling. That was before he started. You know, had all pro. Like again, I feel like that was just the foundation of what we saw uh, before 2015 because Thomas Davis wasn't. Pro Bowl for worthy that year, but he still was balling. But then we have Luke Keekley as defensive player of the year. Like it's only so much that you're required to do because he was everywhere that year. Um, you know, for the safety, we also had Chase, uh, Chase Blackburn, Captain Munderland was still balling. Uh, Melvin White, a solid corner outside. Then you had Mike Mitchell and Quentin, uh, Quentin Michael. So we had a solid squad that year. Um, I think the players on the field probably were a little better in 2011. I mean, 2015 than in 2013, but collectively i feel like there was just a better unit you know than uh, what it was in 2015 so if i had to compare 2013 to 2015 i'm first i'm looking at the defense of the, the secondary cuz 2015's got 2013 probably beat cuz you got Josh right. Norman yes but he wasn't starting in 2013 i'm trying right. to remember who i think it was Drayton Florence and Captain Munderland were the corner yeah, i will say that yeah i think the dbs were probably better in 2015 but that yeah, when yeah. you add Greg Hardy to the mix, like I mean, look, he was he was going to be in our long term plans until Man. all the craziness happened with him. Like I, I saw it, maybe they called him the Kraken. Remember, Kraken, right. yeah. dude, he was a problem. He was a serious oh, he was issue. He was, yeah, he's the perfect story of like uh, when keeping it real goes wrong. Pretty much, right. like he just didn't <laughs> understand like what was in front of him. I, I saw something on Twitter this weekend. I don't know how true it is. He's working at Walmart. Walmart, yeah, I, I, I Walmart think that's true. Career? Yeah, is I think it? that's true, man. How is that possible? Well, it kind of seemed like he was yeah. working for Spectrum, 
at yeah. Walmart, like signing people oh, up for that's even worse. Yeah, they were on commission, they're not even getting paid by the hour. It's like you got to buy some cable <laughs> for them to get paid. So, man, but like, look, the front for 2013, Mario Addison. Well, you had okay, you had Hardy on one end, you had Charles Johnson on the other end, star yeah. rookie that fell to us in the draft. Yeah. Should have maybe should have been the number one pick. And, that and year I was in in star. If he didn't win defensive rookie of the year, he you know he fought for defensive rookie year that entire season. Mm-hmm. He was one of the better rookies that that season. And then the, and then like I said, two years later, K. Y. Short comes on and becomes an All Pro. So it was like they we had a squad twenty thirteen man. It just wasn't fully developed in my opinion. You know, yeah. you just didn't see the full return at, at that point. The linebackers, Davis, of course, uh Luke Keekley in his second year. AJ Klein was still with us. Mm-hmm. Uh Dan Connor. Remember Dan Connor? He was and, with us. Oh, yeah. Chase uh, Blackburn still was playing Chase good snaps. Yep. I know, so, I know, I know this is Monty's pick, but also the first that like uh we went one and three to start the season. Oh, yeah. So and we the, the, like seven games in a row where we, you know. Yeah. Just, yeah. So then the defense just came alive. I think this is when just, the, this is when the whole aura of Ron Rivera and like Riverboat Ron and all that stuff really started. Because right. yep. they started gambling a little bit in second half to kind of start winning some games. But he was on the hot seat this year uh, yeah. in 2003. Yeah, yeah, once we started one and three, and I think especially the way we started, because I think we lost that that game, that ugly game in Buffalo at the last yep. second, you know, and yep. I think that's, yeah, that's kind of what started point. that, oh, that one-point game. Mm-hmm. And, dude, that kind of what started the, the heat uh, with Ron Rivera, but then he ripped it. Yep. I, after that New York game, and we sacked, because uh, New York was still good at that time. You know, yeah, we, we sacked yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah and, we, and we sacked Eli Manning six times that game. I was like, dude, we got, like, that defense is something serious. And then we beat, I was about to say, we beat San Francisco shortly after that, and I was like, yeah, man, we got to we have a squad. We just San Francisco. Yeah. They lost that Arizona and then they rattled off one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight game, eight wins straight. Uh at Minnesota, at Tampa, at San Francisco. Uh they beat Tampa again. Uh lost to the loss of the Saints December 8th, and then they won their final three against the Jets, the Saints, and the Falcons. Uh they ended up losing in the uh in the playoffs. I want to say 2013 was to the to the Seahawks. No, yeah. it was no. That no, was, that was uh, no. It was that was the 49ers. San Francisco. Yeah, that was with uh, Steve. Yeah, because that's yeah. when we were wearing the all black uniforms at home. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. got hurt the first quarter. I remember yeah. that now. Twenty-three yeah. to ten. We couldn't really score. Um, San Francisco was good themselves. I think did they get to the Super Bowl that year? Twenty thirteen. No, I think that was Seattle. I think Seattle made it. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. Uh, Seattle was a Super Bowl winner. That I think year, it was yeah. Seattle versus San Francisco in the yeah. NFC uh, Championship that year. And I'm sitting there looking, yeah, because I'm sitting there looking at the other teams that were in that. Because yeah. yeah. Seattle won the whole thing that year. <laughs> yeah, they won. A whole, yeah, matter of fact, that was a game. Cam Chancellor picked Cam off and took it to the house, and it was that was the that was what did it there. This I mean, it ain't one of our defenses, but do y'all remember the Seattle game that Cam Chancellor jumped the line of scrimmage not once but twice, like in a row? Yeah, block like, a uh, I think it was a field goal attempt or something that we had. And the first yeah. time he did it, it was almost like a glitch in the matrix. Like, did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> did he do that? And then, and then like Carolina didn't adjust or think that he could do it again. And he did it again, <laughs> like literally, like yeah. jumped over. I've never seen it before. I've never seen it. In high school, but they college. banned it now, right? Like now, you're not even allowed to you're do allowed that. To jump over him, yeah. yeah. I don't think you're allowed to do it. Now, he didn't even use anybody because I know you can't use somebody to like jump yeah. or and you can't touch the the uh, the all you can't touch the other offensive linemen when you're doing it. Like physically, can't touch them at all when you jump them. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And now, I mean, he didn't he didn't touch anybody. <laughs> he literally yeah, hurdled the whole line. Like I don't know, that might still be legal. I don't know. He timed the snap, so like by the time he was mid air, it was already yeah. coming back to the holder. 
And I was like, oh my God, this dude's a cyborg. <laughs> like, yeah, can't Cam Chancellor was a freak of nature, man. There's <laughs> no reason why. And then his 40, when you look back at his combine time, his 40 time is atrocious. But when you see him on the field, Cam Chancellor was. He yeah. was a freak of nature, man. Yeah. That gonna... playoff was a heartbreak, man. Oh, when we lost yeah, to the 49ers. Man, and we're wearing the all black too. We look so cold out there. I have man. a love hate relationship with those all black uniforms because to me they're the they're the sweetest looking uniforms in the entire NFL. But we right our win loss record is horrific. <laughs> <laughs> like we cannot win in those uniforms. Like people it's think okay they're we're, cursed, man. If we're like modeling them or something, all right, fine. But like if we got to play like a playoff game in them. I'm like scared to death. Or, or at night or something. Right, like let's let's get the all black unis out early in the season so we can get that stink off. So then later in the season, you know, because it's, it's it's ugly, man. I'm gonna go a different route uh, than the two you got. Normally, I don't chime in, but on this one, I wanted to chime in just to get your opinions on it. Uh, I'm gonna go 2003. Um, yeah. The 2003 Panthers defense had a little bit of everything, and they were nasty. Um, they were a very nasty group of individuals. Um, let me pull up their their roster here in that draft uh they they drafted ricky manning in that draft that ended up being on that defense who had the huge playoffs uh the three interceptions versus the bears um mm-hmm. in that in that playoff run jordan gross was the number one pick overall that year uh for the panthers didn't really get a whole lot of help uh defense wise it was already kind of in place um and here okay so compared to what you guys had spelled out before the, the 2003 carolina panther defense in my mind might be yeah. tops in terms of all three levels. So, like off uh, on defensive line, you had, to, in my opinion, the best defensive line the Panthers have ever had: Brinson Buckner, Chris Jenkins, mm-hmm. Julius Peppers, Mike Rucker. You're not going to get much better than that. That's just yeah. That's yeah. Chris Jenkins. Chris Jenkins. I was, I was just about to say that Chris Jenkins was a different animal Oof. at that point, man. You had to yeah. double him like every time, every, every single play. Yeah. So you got to double him, and Julius Peppers is over here on the side, like a three, four year vet. Like coming in, like he's six eight, two ninety, and he's oh man. <laughs> and Julius Peppers wasn't even in his prime at that time. No. He was just starting to hit that. He was just hitting that stride. He just got drafted. And, yeah, right. So I mean, right. Like, I was about to say he was here. just starting to hit his stride at that point. Man, so he's the, he was the number two overall pick uh, two years prior. Your linebacking core, you had Dan Morgan at middle linebacker, Will Witherspoon, who we don't talk about enough uh, as an outside linebacker because I think Thomas Davis kind of overshadows what he was doing here. But Spoon was Davis before Davis was here. Like, yeah. Will was doing his thing. Um, it's listen. funny that that was Luke Kickley and Thomas Davis at one point. Kind of, right? yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that was, that, yeah. was, that was the first iteration of it. And then the defensive backs, uh, Ricky Manning ended up starting. Mike Mentor, it's uh, strong safety. Uh, Dante Wesley was a starting cornerback. And I want to say it was either Colin Branch or Deion Grant that was back there. I can't remember uh, in the defense. But when did we have uh, – Chris Gamble. Chris Gamble. That's what I was. That's what I actually was thinking. I was like, Chris Gamble wasn't on that squad. No, that's what I thought. Yeah, I thought he was a sort of corner. I think he got drafted in 04. So I think he might have got drafted right after this. Um, But yeah, that team, I'm just kind of looking over the overall team now and I'm looking through it. Uh, The running back court with Davis and Foster, Nick Goings, Brad Hoover. The wide receiver room had Moose, Ricky Prohl, Steve Smith. That's probably I remember most about that squad was the offense. I mean, now the defense was like you said, stellar. I probably remember the offense a little more because of Deshaun Foster. That was those when I played Madden. Those were my guys. I would that that was uh, Thunder and Lightning before Thunder and Lightning before uh, you know it became uh, Stu and Man. uh, And that's this this so this '03 Panthers team they ended the Dallas Cowboys run pretty much uh, because they were the wild card team they played. They beat them twenty nine to ten. 
uh, in Carolina that pretty much effectively ended the triplets, uh, Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin's run or whatever in the NFC. That St. Louis double overtime game, I probably woke up my entire apartment complex because of that. Uh, <laughs> the Steve Smith 69 yard slant. Yeah. The yeah. Very first play of second overtime. Soon as he caught it, I was like, oh, <laughs> there's no, nobody's going to catch him. And then that Philly uh, 14 to three game. Uh, I remember Moose on the cover of Sports Illustrated in the end zone, like like this, yeah. like with his finger over. It was like the Panthers are for real. We're going to the Super Bowl. Uh, and then they got to that Super Bowl against Tom Brady and the, the Patriots, man. And, you know, maybe that might actually pop up here in the next couple of seconds, because the next topic that we really need to get to um, before we run out of time, who is the Panthers biggest rival? I know that it's easy to say it's somebody in actually in the division. But they've got some rivalries with some teams outside the NFC South, too, that you might be able to constitute as bigger. And we've talked about some of those teams here in the first segment. Um, Monty, I'll let you go first on this one. Who, in your mind, is the Panthers' biggest rival? Biggest rival? Um, see, when I look at rivalries, I look, it has to be longer than like a three to four year period. You know, and right. I feel like that's where uh, we're because it would have been Seattle if it wasn't for, you know, if it had been only such a short window. I think yeah. our biggest rival, in my opinion, probably would be the Falcons. Uh, I think the Falcon. Uh, I think we're is that you know that '85 uh, rivalry is is a real thing. You know, I think that's a, a real thing between we're just what two three hours from Charlotte, about about three hours, three and a half hours from Charlotte to Atlanta. So I think that's a real thing. Um, you know, and yeah, man, I I really think that when it comes to that division, I've been clear about this all you know since we started the show that I think the Falcons are the closest team to us when it comes to competing for us in this division. And yeah, I think they. I mean, they give us the biggest competition on a year to year basis. Um, last year was the first year we beat the Falcons in what four years, and it, and we celebrated after you know yeah. beating the Falcons, you know, because <laughs> they've swept us for quite some time now, and you know I, I feel like that's it's it, it always feels good to beat the Saints. In my opinion, it feels so much better beating the Falcons, and especially in Atlanta. So, um, you know, for me, that's that. And, and also probably I'm a little more biased. I used to live in Atlanta, so I was for the lo- for a long time one of the only uh, Panther fans that I knew in Georgia. So, um, you know, so, yeah, it was – I'm probably going to go to Falcons as our biggest rival. Cody, your thoughts on this. Who's who's the Panthers' biggest rival? Bro, me and Monty got too much in common, dog, because, <laughs> I, like, people don't know – you wouldn't tell on Twitter. Like, there's no yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, that's my boy, like, man. Yeah, I, I thought these dudes were supposed to fight or something. Like, but, uh, like, but the reason I say that, I was actually born in Atlanta. I'm from Georgia. So, like, you know, I've always been around Falcons fans forever, yep. you know. And look, man, like, maybe there's a better answer. I don't even care, man. It's the Atlanta <laughs> Falcons, bro. Like, it doesn't matter if we're having a terrible season. If we manage to beat the Falcons, it's a good day, bro. That yeah, like, like that just makes the season even better, man. <laughs> like it, it just, it, I, I don't know something about Atlanta. Also, their fans, bro. Like like the Atlanta oh, Falcons terrible. fans, oh, bro. Like that, like they talk so much smack when they like. What do they even have to like claim to, bro? Mm-hmm. And, and I, I just feel like they're fair weather fans. Like yep. whenever the team's doing good. Oh, that's when they want to talk oh, the, loudest the loudest. Get, oh, yeah, my God. get real big and like trying to flex on people. But the but minute they're that terrible? they're trash, oh, bro. bro, you cannot find a Falcon fan anywhere. Bro. <laughs> no, bro, straight up, dude. So it's like 28 3, 28 to yeah. 3. Um, <laughs> they, oh, I mean, that uh, they see they have things in their history where it's just like, 
Yeah, but we didn't do that. <laughs> that oh, wasn't, we didn't do that. That wasn't bro, us. That Super Bowl, that I, and I'll never forget this because, like I said, I used to live in Atlanta, so most of, a lot of my friends are Falcon fans. So the year before when we lose the Super Bowl, I'd never hear the end of it. So of course, leading up to the Super Bowl, they're I mean, I can't hear it. We're we're trash. They're going to the Super Bowl. They got a MVP in Matt Ryan. Julio Jones is a freak of nature. And bro, I and I tell I troll my cousin to this day. It's like we lose the Super Bowl and it, it sucks. Y'all set a record in losing the NFL Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Like like y'all set NFL <laughs> records when y'all lose. And it's like we don't do that, bro. And no, it's it, not us. Oh, dude, it was the not best us. feeling in the world. We're gonna give you an exciting game. We you know, but we're not right. gonna like, we're not going we're not going to set yeah we're not going to blow a, a, a lead that that <laughs> super bowl me and my brother have to go <laughs> yeah my, my my brother and i had a bet going for the super bowl he had picked uh the falcons and i picked the patriots and whoever won had to buy the other like a real fancy dinner i'm not talking like some applebee's or nothing like that like we had we had to go to dinner dinner there we go. and the whole time He's making fun of me and just <laughs> getting on my case. And I'm feeling terrible that the Falcons are going to win the Super Bowl before us. us. But, oh. dude, then it started the other way. Bro, let me tell you, I was insufferable the rest <laughs> of the night. But we went to a Brazilian steakhouse here oh, in yeah, Charlotte yeah, called yep. Shima. Bro, we paid out, out, bro. <laughs> on, all on his ticket. I, I, knew, said, I never knew, bet on the Falcons. I knew once they got to that third quarter and the Falcons refused to run the ball, yeah. I knew always, they were going to lose. I was just I like, knew, what yeah. are y'all doing? Like, this is Tom Brady. Y'all keep giving him chances. He's going to take it. Like, how many years do you need to see this guy do this? After it? he brought it within the touchdown <laughs> game, yeah. I was like, dude, it's y'all have not – y'all don't know y'all talking about the GOAT that y'all are yeah. playing right now. Run like, the dude, ball. Run yeah. the ball. Yeah. Like, <laughs> once they made it a one-score game, I was like, dude, the Patriots might mess around and win this game. Mm-hmm. And – yeah, it was like the Patriots wanted to win the game. The Falcons were trying not to lose the game, and that's it's one of my favorite football memories that doesn't involve the Panthers. Like straight <laughs> up, it's just it's a, that that's a good memory, no matter what. I mean, honestly, if you really want to be real, I mean, the Panthers' biggest rival is probably Tom Brady. I mean, he's not playing anymore, but he's caused yeah. more heartache than any other team I can think of, either from uh, the Patriots and that Super Bowl. Yeah, no three or him yeah. in Tampa to end his career. So we had to yeah. see him twice a year. Uh, I mean, I grant now, granted, I'm biased because I hate Tom Brady, but th- that I was gonna say Patriots, but not so much anymore because Brady's not there. And I'm like, well, right. well, maybe Tampa. I'm like, well, he's not there either. So what's the the uh the common denominator here? It's Tom Brady. Yeah, and um, Tom Brady just brought Tampa out of the cellar because you know they yeah. were like the bottom dweller team in our division, you know. Back like, go. Back it, it, go. It, yeah, right, right. <laughs> they were one of the worst teams in the league, and they were just like the bottom dweller team in our division. And now, you know, they what in three years they've won a championship. So it's like that's trash. You know, uh, Kristen Ladane brings up an interesting one. Coming from a DC family, Skins fans hate Ravens fans as much as Cowboy and Eagle fans. I would nominate Washington as a rival for Carolina, and that's more from the fan side. Uh, growing yeah. up here in the Triad, I've told this story a bunch. Before we had the Panthers, this was Redskin country up yeah. here. This was the one o'clock game. Oh, yeah. It was the Washington Redskins in North Carolina because there was no team here, so it was yeah. Washington's area. And uh, and then usually the Cowboys would be on at four, so that was kind of your thing, which is probably why I was a, a Redskin fan growing up as a kid and then eventually became a Cowboys fan right around 90 when they drafted Emmett Smith. And then once we got the Panthers in 95, I left all of it behind and I, I had my home team. But before right. that, I was all NFC East. It was because that's all they really showed here. And when the Panthers showed up, it took Washington's TV slot. 
from from the state pretty much. So they're no yeah. longer on at one unless the Panthers aren't playing. Right. So if you ask a Washington fan how they feel about Carolina, their eyes turn red, the steam starts coming out their ear. Like they don't even know why they hate Carolina, but that's why because <laughs> they can't watch the, yeah. the the skins. Well, the Commanders they can't watch them as often as they could before because of the existence of the Panthers. Now, well, they're not missing much, but I no, mean, they ain't missing really anything. No, but, not uh, at all. Maybe our coach, a, I mean, <laughs> you got Rivera, I'd be happy. But, there's uh, also, uh, you know, there's also a lot of Cowboys fans here in North Carolina. There's a lot of Steelers fans. There's a lot of Steelers fans. That's actually what I was going to say. I was going to say my, most of my family are either, yeah, because I, I agree with you, Des. They were a lot of Cowboy fans here. And but, but and that's one thing I realized. Steeler fans just travel well. You know, they're Steeler fans oh, everywhere. Man. Oh, yeah, dude, they, Steeler fans travel everywhere. Yeah. Dude, I, I, I went to a uh, – this was – Jake DeLone was still the quarterback. I was uh, doing photography for um, for Sports Carolina Monthly, actually. So I was on the field uh, during a preseason game. It was Carolina and Indy. So, like, Peyton Manning was here. Uh, uh, what's his name? His uh, – his wide receiver, like they had some of their first string guys here and they were playing. It was like week two or week three and it was a night game. And uh, we were we were doing that. I, I just I'm trying to. Oh, now I remember my train of thought. We left the uh, the stadium and we were walking through uptown Charlotte and I looked around. and I realized how many people were there. There were Steelers fans like yeah. with Steeler towels. There were screaming Steelers and walking up yeah, and down man. the street. And I turned to my friend. I was like, didn't we play the, the Colts? Yeah. <laughs> the Steelers aren't even oh, dude. The Steelers travel like well. Like and Des, I'll nominate the Steelers because now that I think about it, every time we play uh, Pittsburgh, they do they they kick our not our our really yeah, bad. They really get in they, us. They, yeah, yeah, they, I don't they like curve them. stump us every time we play the Steelers. So I'll nominate them as well because I would love to get some get back with with Pittsburgh. You know, they travel well and they beat up they beat up on us almost every single time we play them. Um, I was gonna mention you got to mention Seattle too. Uh, that we had a little stretch with Seattle when Russell Wilson was there versus Cam uh, mid 2010s uh, where we went back and forth with them, finally broke the the seal uh, with them and got past them. And then that kind of dissipated now with Wilson gone. That's not really there anymore. Um, I'd probably, you got to mention the saints, but the saints feel more like uh, there's not as much respect, I think between the saints and the Panthers as there is with like, say the Falcons or the Bucks. The right. Saints, it feels more like hatred. Like, yeah, especially after Bounty Gate. <laughs> after Bounty Gate, it was like, yeah. oh, okay, y'all here doing this. All right, cool. Like, I don't think they really expect they all. There's, if I had to pick a team in the division that the Panthers might get into a fight with in the end zone, oh, easily they've done it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah, we've already done it before. Yeah, yeah, Harper, and then their teammates like three years later or whatever. But well, I was talking about Swole Bones when Swole Bones was in the end zone with because wasn't that the Saints and he and he got thrown out thrown out the game for punching them. I think uh, that was. The, the, was that oh, not the Saints game? That might have been. Yeah, I'm thinking of one where Steve Smith was coming in. For yeah, Roman Harper. Oh, and Roman yeah, Harper. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they say, you don't push Steve Smith, and so of course he hops up, and they start going yeah. back and forth, and then both teams are in there, and like Cam comes around dancing and everything. I mean, like it's. I think that was 2015. Yeah, <laughs> so like 20, I, they no, did. No, uh, it's going 2015. It had to be earlier, like 2013, probably. 2013. I think yeah. they did an interview recently with Steve Smith and Roman Harper talking about that. But uh, yeah, I mean, so for me, like, uh, you know, I'm from Atlanta. But fun fact, all my family is pretty much from Louisiana. So I got a bunch of New Orleans Saints fans in my family. So those are the two rivalries that hit different for me. New Orleans Saints and Atlanta Falcons. Like my brother is a diehard Saints fan. So, you know, that, that year they, they swept us three times. Bro, that was that was 2017. Yeah, God, that, was that one's just 
felt bad. And we were right behind him in the standings all year, too, and then saw him in the playoffs and was just yeah, almost like man. inevitable. We were like, yeah, we can't beat this team this year for some reason. But uh, White yeah, Chocolate. we almost won on the road, man. Our receivers yeah, was... couldn't catch nothing, bro. The Panthers haven't beaten the Steelers <sighs> since 1996. It's ugly. That is bro, that's wild. We are 1-7 against the Steelers. <laughs> and, 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 bro, it is not just that we lose. We get beat, like, mm-hmm. beat to – God knows what you know. They they actually yeah. beat up on us every single time we play the Steelers. Yeah, yeah. They and really they're the ones that derailed us in 2017. Yep. Remember we we had North Turner and Cam was spreading the ball around. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey had the, high, had, team, yeah, had the highest completion percentage and of his career. Yeah, and then too. Now I'm thinking about it. I think Stu was still. I think it was Stu and McCaffrey sharing. Yeah, that was because that was us. These, I mean, that was CNC's rookie year. So, I mean, yeah, so, you know, just missed opportunities, like uh, Ron Rivera would say, missed opportunities. Um, they, uh, <laughs> we're, we, I think we're towards the end here. Uh, I was looking to see if there's anything else we wanted to touch on before we got out of here. Uh, next week, of course, the schedule release is Thursday uh, with the NFL. I think we're planning on uh, – I'll have a Believe in Carolina Panthers uh, new episode Thursday with Jonathan Stewart and Skylar Callahan from Sports Illustrated. It may be our season finale because we've been going since August uh, pretty much every week. So typically around this time of the year, we stop for about a month or so in the dead period, and then we come back right around uh, mid-July when training camps are reopening and everything else. But, of course, there's other stuff uh, Panther-related that I'm on. Lord knows I'm on enough where <laughs> you'll be able to hear my opinion on the Panthers without believing Panthers being on. Uh, that'll be on Tuesday on this network here uh, on YouTube.com forward slash at Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Uh, you can hear that live. I believe we're going live at 2.30 t- uh, Thursday. So keep an eye out for that link so you can um, check that out. If you're watching right now, actually do us a huge favor. Uh, actually go and uh, subscribe to the Tobacco Road Sports Radio YouTube channel. We're, we're trying to get over a 1,000 subscribers. Last time I checked, I think we crossed over 800 Friday when we were doing our live uh, show for Out of Pocket in the afternoons. Um, so we're, we're less than 200 away. We're trying to get to 1,000. So if you like what you're listening to, like what you're watching on Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel, please do me a favor. Go subscribe uh, while you're here today. Um, guys, anything else before we get out of here? Yeah, I just want to call my shot before the before the schedule comes out my prediction and i've been saying this forever week one at home carolina panthers against the houston texans number See? one pick versus number two pick that, that sounds going, like that, something that roger goodell would do that's that's right going that's going to be the season opener hey, you I'm heard it here say, first yeah. I say carolina versus chicago because that would be because I, I think we play chicago mm, next year if we do yeah, yeah, yeah we do yeah, yeah we do that, those I keep hearing, probably my top two picks I keep right hearing there. Justin Fields looking a lot better than he did last year, but again, that's coming out of Chicago, and I've yet to see a quarterback Chicago. They're already player. sharing <laughs> clips of him throwing to DJ Moore. They they're waiting on that. Bears fans are like our biggest antagonists now. Right now, like Bears fans right. are like, like get, go away. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, this happens every year. Right. It happens every year. What two years ago it was the Jets because the Jets would slander us because we got Sam Darnold. Oh right. Then right. yeah, then the next the last year was the Browns. So I mean, so now we we got just the Bears on 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 the plate this time. I hope we smack the Bears some serious too, man. Like I'm I'm tired of Bears fans. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, we've run across the Bears a couple of times, playoffs and things of that sort. Uh, they probably still hate Steve Smith to this day because that dude dismantled them by himself in 05. Oh, I still remember that playoff game where he was doing everything. I think, I think that's still an NFL record. That may be one of the best uh, performances by a wide receiver in a playoff game to this day. It might be, yeah. I, I think, think he still a turn or a punt return yeah. that game too or something crazy. Like he, he was – 2005 Steve Smith was a vibe. It's different. Oh, my God. <laughs> like different. Just, I think – you know what? No, and I say that too. I think he's the last triple crown winner. 
I well, just re- I mean, well, Cooper Cup just just yeah. recently beat that record. Okay, yeah. okay. The year they won the Super Bowl, yeah. So yeah. Was, uh, what is it like? Lead the league in touchdowns, catches, and yards. And, yeah, and yards. Yeah. Oh, Cooper Cup did. I didn't know Cooper Cup did. So before yeah. him, Steve Smith was the last one. He was the last person to do it. Yeah. Wow. It was like a and I'm gonna say almost twenty years. He almost held that record. And doesn't Jake Delhomme? It, it, he might. It might have been broken since, but I thought Jake Delhomme the also had the most. Super Bowl, uh, he still has it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I. Yeah, but I thought he also had like the most. Yards or, or passing yards or something like that. I think it's the most I, not, the longest air yards. The Super Bowl. I think that's Brady and that Eagles yeah. Super Bowl because Brady yeah, yeah, like 500 yeah, yards yeah, yeah. or whatever in that game and that loss. Yeah. But uh, no, nah, I was at the Pro Football Hall of Fame a couple of years ago up in Canton because uh, I have family in Cleveland and they have a thing in there uh, of the ball that DeLone threw to Moose. I think it was 78 yards uh, for the touchdown. I think it's still the longest touchdown pass in Super Bowl history um, from uh, Super Bowl 38, that 2003 team. So, um, We'll get into that again. If you guys want to drop us topics you want us to debate, you can do so. Our our Twitter handles are right here. Just just DM us on Twitter and be like, "Hey, here'd be a good topic I'd want to hear on Embrace Debate," and we'll take into consideration and probably do it. Uh, we'll look at the schedule um, next week and we'll debate on the schedule uh, some of the bigger games who we think might be surprise teams, teams that might fall off, uh, you know, things of that sort. So definitely check back in with us then. Uh, we will be back with a brand new episode next Monday at 1030 live here on Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel and their Facebook watch. Uh, for everybody else, enjoy your Monday. Get your work week started right. This has been Embrace Debate. So for Cody, for Monty, I'm Dez. Peace out. We'll see you next Monday. Keep pounding.